Well, hello and welcome to episode eight of Three Point Podcast. Our corporate sponsors tonight include Trimer Corporation, the leader in air pollution control systems, Rivals Tap House and Grill, the area's preeminent sports pub, The Corona Connection, and Z92.5 The Castle. I'm Ted Fattel of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5. On the phone is Matt Burns of the worldwide leader in sports, ESPN, and Jared Fattel of Fat Stack Sports and WJSZ Radio is right here in the studio with me. We'll also be joined tonight by Jack Strap and, of course, his different take on sports. But where I want to start, guys, a little somber point, somber start here tonight. Uh, it's just been a terrible week. The shooting in Florida, 17 more youngsters dead. Well, youngsters and, and adults as well in the school. I mean, it's amazing what has gone on in this country with, with going on with the firearms and, and shootings. It just makes me sick to my stomach. You know, I saw this on Twitter and I, I shared it. You know, it's it seems like it's the cycle. You know, you have a mass shooting. You throw out mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers. You have some social media debates. Everybody forgets about it. Congress does nothing. Cricket's chirping. And then the cycle starts all over again. Now, I'm going to throw on my take here. It's not going to be popular with everybody. But here here's what I see. Okay, in 1994, the government passed the Federal Assault Weapons Ban. That was actually called the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994. It was enacted by Congress, put into law by President Clinton the very next day. It was a 10-year law that had to be renewed. Well, guess what? It wasn't renewed and revoted on. Congress in 2004 decided it wasn't important enough. This was in uh, President George W. Bush's term in office. And since 2004, we've had to endure... Aurora, Orlando, San Bernardino, Las Vegas, and now Parkland, Florida. I mean, guys, I'm not sure where this stops, but I do have a solution for now. This is what I say. we got to put pressure on our politicians to enact another assault weapon ban. Do we really need assault weapons in the hands of the general public? I'm not saying take guns away from people. Assault weapons. I mean, come on. It's common sense. I mean, you know, people out there, you got to do your research. You got to vote out people. If you agree with me on this, you got to vote out these politicians. You know, they get so much money from lobbyists like the NRA. There's just it just doesn't make any sense. How many times are we going to see this go on? I really thought there might be some action after Connecticut, but no. And here's another idea. You know, I know local law enforcement does this at times. They'll go to the public and say, hey, we're going to buy back your handguns. You know, they, they say, no questions asked. You bring in your handguns. We're going to buy them back. Here's what I say the government, the federal government ought to do. They ought to buy back assault weapons. Make it a price that these people turn them in and get big cash back for it so they get them out of people's hands. We do not need assault weapons. I say immediately implement that more stringent background checks, and waiting periods. Don't take away people's guns, but just assault weapons. Guys, you got any thoughts on this? I definitely agree with you. I'm, I'm 100% on board that assault rifles are those kind of weapons that are being used in a lot of these mass shootings. In my opinion, there's no reason for anyone to, to own any of those. Those weapons were designed for military use, and anyone that says that they want to go hunting with them, I'm not a huge hunter, but I just... I don't understand the justification in owning one of those weapons if you're saying that you're going to use it for hunting. So I'm definitely on board with that. And, I, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, and I know we, 
we don't want to spend an hour or two talking about it, but there's clearly a problem in this country, and, and there's not one clear-cut answer to that problem, but that doesn't mean that we can't address it and try to fix it. A couple things that just kind of popped up into my head when I was thinking about this and, and people wanting to kind of avoid the discussion about gun control and the gun, the gun laws. When 9-11 happened, airport security got way more strict. We have to take our shoes off. We have to take our hats off, our coats off. We have to pack our bags a certain way. Everything that we all know when you go into an airport because th- there was a problem. There was a threat of safety to American citizens at airports when you wanted to fly. So what did the TSA, what did what did we do? We, we made airport security a lot more strict. Another thing that I thought about, you know, speeding. I've, I've talked about this before. We all know there are speed limits. And of course, we all also know that uh, those speed limits are broken often. But the mindset with, with speed limits, with driving, isn't, ah, people will just speed anyway. No need to make limits. You know, we, we put those speed limits in place to try and protect people while, while on the road. Alcohol is another thing that I thought about. Um, there, there's a minimum drinking age. And again, of course, we know that underage kids find a way to get beer and find a way to get alcohol. But we don't just say, oh, well, kids are just going to find a way to get alcohol. So no need to make a, an, an age minimum. So why is that mindset with so many people, most of whom are, you know, Second Amendment gun-toting people that that just don't want to get rid of their guns, don't want to even have this discussion. Why is that mindset, uh, people will find guns anyway, if they want them, they'll get them, if they want to do something like this, they'll find a way to get the guns. I don't understand why there's that mindset with guns, but with other things that have happened, you know, we've we've made steps to try and try and protect people. I know and I know there are some restrictions and laws and everything that go into buying guns and owning a gun. It's not like it's just a free for all, but like in airports when it became clear that the airport security needed to be tightened up, why are so many people against making it harder for a kid to walk into a store who's not even legally of age to buy a beer, make it harder for him to walk into a store and buy a weapon that's designed to kill humans. I don't understand why we can't even have that discussion and why people are so almost afraid to talk about it. Yeah, first off, thoughts and prayers. That is such a, I think it's just, it's overdone on Twitter. It's it's, it's time for something new. It's time, I think that everyone who tweets out thoughts and prayers, right. but it's time for change. It's time for action, that. right? Exactly. But I will say, to be devil's advocate, kind of the whole, gun taking away. I did see a tweet that said you don't, when a person dr- drinks and drives you don't blame the beer for if he, if he were to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. You, you blame you blame the person. So I just feel like why don't we specifically blame the person for this? I think I think it goes hand in hand. I mean, I, you know, the Second Amendment fanatics is how I'm going to call them. You know, they're just so dug in that you can't take any weapons away and we're getting people that are mentally unstable. I agree with you. There are certain individuals that should not be able to even have access to a weapon of any kind. Now, this alleged shooter, the 19-year-old in Florida, he can't buy a beer, but he could buy an assault rifle. And to go back to my point, for God's sakes, the name of the weapon starts with assault. What What do you assault? There's all people. And it's, just, it's very, I breaks my heart. I was reading a story about it, how he just, he pulled the fire alarm and kids yeah, came out. I know. And that's just terrible. You know, it's creepy, guys. I mean, I, and you could tell I'm a little passionate. I was going to come in here a little bit more calm <laughs> because, you know, you really, we do have to have discussion, but we got to get it. We got to solve this. There's no question about it. And I don't know how to do it. 
I think the only way to do it is we got to get our lawmakers to change the law if they're in agreement. You know, these pockets that are getting lined, I think that's a problem. These long-term politicians that just continue on and on and on. We're the, we're the people that really run this country. We've got to take it back. We vote these people in. I think if you talk to the majority of America today, they're going to say, how do we solve the problem here? And, and we got to do some sort of action. We're all in agreement that you got to do something. Maybe my solution isn't the, isn't the solution, but it's my opinion, and that's what I think we ought to do. You know, it's just a terrible situation. Like you said, Jared, you know, our thoughts and prayers, we can't say it enough. Yeah. People are constantly saying that. Yeah, but we got to do some action. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, think about it. I was going to tell you, I walk into the Owasso school tonight, okay? I'm carrying my my briefcase with me, a big, bulky briefcase, and I'm thinking, well, look how easy it is just to walk in here and it's no knock against the school because that's how it should be. That's how we should be in this country. I walk in, you got a gym full of fans. You got a gym full of sitting ducks the way it is right now, you know, for these crazy wackos out there. I mean, I don't know what the answer is, guys, but uh, let's hope something changes here soon. You mentioned it earlier that there definitely is a mental health issue that, that comes into play with this. But it seems like whenever something like this happens, the people who are so pro-gun, they only point to... To that they you know they pull out the guns don't kill people people kill people and they they point to that there's just a huge mental health issue uh that that comes into play with these well we're we're in the united states and you know we're supposed to be the greatest smartest country in the world so unless we're producing people who are mentally ill at just an alarming rate way more than any other country in the world i i don't know if mental health is the only issue i think it's it's one of the issues and there's obviously signs and and these people that commit these acts are obviously sickos but there's one constant with all of these things and it's it's guns and specifically a lot of times it's these assault rifles and it just seems like people are unwilling to address that issue because like you said they're so stuck on an amendment that was made hundreds of years ago before the technology is what it is today not everyone but some people say things like our founding fathers would be so disappointed and and these are the ideals that our country was built on well i doubt back in 1791 when the second amendment was passed that our founding fathers anticipated weapons and artillery like what we have today not to mention the fact that i would like to think that in over 200 years we have evolved as a nation, educated ourselves, and progressed from a time when a lot of people in this country wouldn't have the rights that they do today. If you're a responsible, sane gun owner, what do you have to be worried about? Sure, a sick human has to pull the trigger during these mass shootings, but if we make it harder for these whack jobs to have access to guns and it stops even one of these events from happening, isn't that a good thing? I just think it's it's a discussion that needs to be had, and it, it shouldn't be about Republican, Democrat, or anything like that. It should be about let's try and save some lives. Amen. And, and people out there, if you agree or disagree, hey, listen, send us an email at threepointpod at gmail.com. We'll get you on our next podcast. We'll, we'll share some ideas, but, you know, whether you, like I said, agree or disagree with my point, our points, Let's talk, let's make some action, and let's see if we can solve this problem because it just can't go on. All right, as you all know, this is mainly a sports podcast. We have to talk current events. You know, we got to also talk some pop, pop culture. But let's, let's lighten it up, fellas. Let's get it back to a little sports talk and, and talk some basketball. How's that sound? So right out of the gate. Okay. Uh, the dunk contest, I'm looking forward to it this weekend, but, you know, Zach Levine's out, Aaron Gordon's out, two of the most prolific dunkers in my generation. But you know what the real crime is of All-Star Weekend? Mm-mm. The fact that they got rid of the horse competition. 
That was electric. I've seen those videos on YouTube. Look it up if you haven't seen it. Pistol Pete and George Gervin. Classics. It, it's a classic matchup. I love it because Pistol Pete, his like his death move, I would call it, <laughs> is sitting on the ground and like shooting it and draining it every time. I love it. It's it's electric. Now I'm proud of you, Jared. I, I love this. You you delved into a little history. The old days, George Gervin, P- Pistol Pete Maravich, my favorite player of all time. I love it. Maybe you're maybe okay. you're starting to see the light. Jared's actually a fan of something that happened back in the day. <laughs> back before two thousand and two that that was boring or anything that was an electric time period dr jade pistol p i'll give you that george gervin those guys are i've said electric like four times already but they are electric connie hawkins <laughs> well, who is chocolate thunder daryl dawkins daryl dawkins chocolate thunder yeah daryl dawkins he used to break backboards all the time but what do, what do you guys think about the dunk contest do you think it's played out do you think it's still entertaining you think it's something that should go away oh no i yeah people complain about it a lot that it's not you know as awesome as it once was but i still watch it every year i make a point to watch it every year i really enjoy it i mean maybe that's the younger generation of me i'd like to hear what you guys think yeah i think it is a little bit i mean i was interested in it when jordan and those guys were doing it at the beginning you know i've kind of gotten away from it and i'll just tell you why i don't frankly i just don't watch the nba the two guys you just talked about i don't even know who they are yeah. aaron gordon i think that's, that that's some of the criticism i hear that you know a lot of the guys that uh, compete in the dunk contest they're not really the big name guys it's not lebron and and blake griffin anymore and you know those kind of guys larry nance jr is actually doing it this year so you know huh? his dad won a dunk contest right so he, yeah that's kind of a big name but my thing uh, on the dunk contest <laughs> is everyone hung up on the 1988, the best dunk contest ever, Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, all that kind of stuff. It, it was great, you know. I, but I think what, what most people are hanging on to with that is almost like the get-off-my-lawn type of take, the, the nostalgia with that, because it's obviously two legends, Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, you know, the free-throw dunk and, and the poster and all everything that goes with that dunk contest. But when I watch those dunks now, those are, those are <laughs> dunks that we see almost in every – everyday games whether it's college or nba you know i just i just look back and i think these dunks nowadays wouldn't even be really all that impressive even the free throw dunk that everyone goes crazy about jordan stepped a full step in front of the free throw line before he dunked it so i don't know i i think it's it's one of those things it's just it's fun to watch these guys because they're crazy crazy athletic i think you had some fair points there and i think for myself and just thinking about it i would i would be a lot more interested in it like you said if lebron james participated in it you know the the stars if they took part in it yeah then you'd have me i will say this dennis smith jr okay this is my pick by the way <laughs> uh, haven't decided if i'm gonna put some money on him or not but this guy he's got some springs all right parlay he's, it into a big yeah, money jared he's, he's basically he's like d rose before his leg was amputated he, this guy's electric <laughs> why do i keep saying electric i'm noticing that i've said that a lot i'm done saying electric for the night continue your favorite yeah now since you set yourself up you're going to say it the rest of the night now <laughs> no doubt so is the dunk contest the big thing you're looking at or do you have any interest in seeing the all-star game and how it shakes down when they pick teams this year a little different take on things and do you think they'll play hard or you think it'll be the regular 180 to 175 game i used to love the all-star game i mean i would look forward to this weekend i loved it because you'd get to see these guys you know they would always for a quarter or two maybe three quarters have some fun playground type of basketball but they'd always lock down in the fourth quarter that's right the last couple of years they are just clowning around just yeah like you said it's 180 to 190 with the final score and it, it, it's to the point that it's not even entertaining and 
you know, I, I, I'll probably still watch it. Yeah, it, yep. it, same. It used to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat with you. I don't, I don't love it, but I'll watch it. Are there any All Star games other than baseball that are even worth watching? I mean, you know, you you look at the Pro Bowl. That's a joke. You know, the NBA All Star game. Never used to be like you said, Matt, but it's kind of become a joke. NHL, I don't even know what they do nowadays. They didn't even like bro- like no one knew when that was on. <laughs> yeah. It was on before the Pro Bowl. It's, I think it's a, it, was, it was something weird. Like it's that. just unbelievable. But uh, maybe they shouldn't even have them anymore. I, I don't know what what you really get out of it. I guess you get the break in the regular season. You get a weekend when you can bring fans together to watch some basketball and some of these other events. I get that. I guess, but it's definitely not must see TV for me. This competitions are more entertaining to me than anything yeah you know watch, watching these guys the dunk contest three-point contest or the nhl skills competition that's fun but you know these guys don't want to go out there and get hurt so especially in football they're not playing hard at all so yeah uh the ulcer game is okay i can tell uncle ted's not a big fan of it but <laughs> something that i personally enjoy and i know it's another thing that's going to really bother him msu's ranking oh. l-o-l mm-hmm. yeah i knew you'd take that Look at it, Jared. Now, here's what I got to say, all right? First of all, Matt, can you explain to me why there's a pre a pre ranking here by the so-called committee? Where'd this all come from? I don't remember it always being around. It seems like it's just been the last few years, and I really honestly feel like it's just like a, a made-for-TV type of thing. It's just something to start a conversation and basically give give the bracketologist something to do. Right. It, it, otherwise, there, there's nothing else that comes into play with it. But here's the problem I have, and I know, Jared, you're, you know, you're not a big Michigan State fan. This is all going to shake down at the end. But these committee members, do they watch these games at all? Or do they base everything on, you know, saber metrics and all this other crap, huh? I have no you mentioned that it's all going to shake out, but uh, here's an interesting fact. Michigan okay. State, no top 75 teams left on the Kempom, yeah. which is like... Some, <laughs> What's that? Some algorithm, what is that? Some algorithm that some guy... Some exactly. Made. Yeah, that some nerd made, but <laughs> it... I love it. No one really knows why we all follow it like it's the Bible, but they that's what they do. Well, let me ask you this real quick, Jared. Do you really think that Michigan State, as they stand right now, are the number 11 team in, in the country? The Big Ten stinks, so yes. Okay. Not not the number. I don't know if it's a number. A number one, three but, seed. But, but where do you see them? Do you see them as a one? I see them a one or two. A, number, a solid one or gonna two. They're not going to win the Big Ten. Well, how do you know they're not going to win the Big gonna Ten? They're not going to win it. Mark my words. They're not going to win it. Well, here's what I think. I mean, this committee thing. And again, talking about looking at these crazy sabermetrics, that's what I call it. All these things, these stats they look at, you know, home wins, wins against teams that are no good. I think they need to get the eye test out. I think they need to watch these top teams in college basketball actually play maybe a smaller committee maybe they actually watch games on tape or whatever they're digital and and watch them play you can't tell me that you watch a michigan state team and hey they could fall on their face but you got two lottery picks on that team each of them play 20 minutes a game right so what they're lottery picks okay and they're also 24 and 3 on the season now you can say the big 10 is down Frankly, I agree with you at the lower level of the Big Ten. It is. But you just saw Wisconsin beat Purdue last night. Yeah. You saw Penn State beat Ohio State. Yeah. It's still competitive. I mean, you're you're upset. But to be honest, not that upset. But I think it's, ri- it's okay. I think it's ridiculous that they're they're a three seed. It's, it's gonna. It all comes down to the NCAA. That's the bottom the, the, line. The conference tournament. That's right. where they really decide. Oh, that. there's another sore topic, Jared. I'm not a fan of it either. Really. I hate the tournaments. I hate these conference tournaments. Why can't you play a full round robin schedule in your league, home and away? 
Why can't that be done? Is it about money, right? Yeah. Uh, yep, all about money and especially TV money. Exactly. Well, conferences obviously saw how huge March Madness is and said, hey, why don't we make a Big Ten tournament, an SEC tournament? Right. You know, it's all a money plug. I think eventually, well, I, Michigan State still has some, a couple tough games, but their resume right now isn't really all that great. Right. I mean, their record does look really good, but they don't have very many signature wins. The Purdue win, um, but the Big Ten is not very good, so that's not helping them out. I think they're probably they should be higher than an eleven uh, right now. But I, I love how they they rank their schedules. Quadrant run. <laughs> they beat a quadrant one team. They beat a quadrant two. Team. Yeah, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> that's just talking heads, man. Quadrant karma is always a, always a tough thing. You know, I don't want to be too high on the Michigan State ladder here because I'm also a Michigan basketball fan. I think they can do some damage as well. But uh, I do think the Spartans got shortchanged. My opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think they have been shortchanged, but like like we said. I It'll it'll shake out. They play well down the stretch and win win some games in the Big Ten tournament, then they they might end up being a one seed. Yeah, you got to admit to their their win against Purdue. That was a fun game to watch. You know, on the Bridges three pointer at the end, that, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, that, nice shot. That was a nice shot. I gotta say, I hate his tattoo. It's goofy. <laughs> I like that he represents Flint. That you know says Flint all across yeah. his back, it, right? Yeah, That's huge. Just... I wonder how much that cost. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he didn't have to pay for it. I, he probably wink, didn't. Wink. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, did you guys see the uh, the Yahoo report that, that might be coming out? Talking about yeah. they're, they found, they're saying like, I think they 30 or 40 big-time schools that, that might end up getting some, some sanctions or some stuff brought in on them. It's going to be huge. You're Shusevsky thing, Jared, from a couple weeks ago. That maybe who knows? He could be one of them. Book it. Could be. I mean, the report said uh, some Hall of Fame coaches, right, are, are going to have. So I mean, there's there's not very many Hall of Fame coaches. I mean, you got Izzo, Shusevsky, Bill Self, Bayheim, who's already had some stuff against him. So right, what, the Beeline. Hall of Fame coaches. There's not very many of them. So if they're saying that, I mean, who, who knows? Did they say when this report might come out? I didn't see that. That's the one thing people are asking. Like, so you're you're releasing that you have something? But exactly. When are you going to release this information? It's, yeah. What a right. classic like attention grab. No, no substance to it so far. I mark my words. Well put. I, it could. I could have to eat my words or eat crow. But as of now, no substance. To right. Yeah. I mean, they they said that it might affect the the game before the tournament because. They said that it might get to the point where you have teams like St. Bonaventure is going to end up being a one or two seed because all these other <laughs> schools aren't going to be eligible for the tournament. Or or the tournament, everything that happens is going to end up not meaning anything because all of it's going to just be vacated. So, wow. so it might come out soon. Well, I'll tell you what, it gives us stuff to talk about talk about here on our podcast, doesn't it? Yeah, Jared's favorite coach, Krzyzewski. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, guys, let's uh, let's check in with our oldest athletic supporter at this time. Let's see what's on the mind of old Jack Strap. Hello there, Matt, Fred, and Herod. Hope you're having a good day. Concerning the best movie of all time, I hope you don't mind me sharing with you today. Uh, if I could only watch one movie in my Betamax collection, what would it be? Hmm, I'm, I'm very analytical and logic, as you and your listeners know, so I've thought through this quite well over the past uh, couple seconds here. Uh, movies are an escape, right? Movies can be scary, dramatic, or funny. Most of us like movies that end well, except for you, Fred. I'm sure your pot-smoking, hippie, baby-boomer generation friends want movie endings with some lunatic slumbering through a rural Texas town with a bloody chainsaw as the credits roll. Not me! 
But Matt, you might watch a hangover and relate to your drunken college days, although I don't think you ever woke up with a tiger. But maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, Herod, you might want to reinforce your education by watching Harrison Ford in the 1997 blockbuster Air Force One. Many of the movies today, guys, are trash. They're garbage. They made classic movies back in my day. Drum roll, please. The movie I select is Wizard of Oz, and Herod, John Wooden is not the wizard in this film. I was 10 years old when it came out in 1939, and I attended the opening night at the Old Capitol Theater on uh, 2nd Street in downtown Flint, Michigan. Our entire family, including Mom, Dad, and my sister Lucy, who was also called Lucy in high school, but that's another story. The Wizard of Oz has drama, comedy, and midgets. Who doesn't love to laugh at the cowardly lion when he goes running through the window after hearing the great and mighty Oz? And the movie can scare the hell out of you, too. I still have nightmares over those flying monkeys. It has great music and good and evil, and it ends with a happy, meaningful ending. There's no place to call home. I'd like to finish up, guys, with an opinion on disgraced quarterback Jimmy Manziel. America roots for the underdog, and I root for the undersized as well. Manziel displayed incredible moxie in college. Yes, he clearly lacked maturity, like my son Jake, and his addiction to sex, drugs, and rock and roll uh, led to his infamous fall from grace. Well, this past week, he announced he's making a comeback, and he has my support, which I know he really desperately needs. He claims that he has a bipolar disorder and admits that uh, with maturity and clarity that he's a changed man. Is he? I don't know, but he seems to be taking responsibility, and it's important that he's sober. He was quoted as saying, I'm coming back from a huge downfall. I don't know what kind of comeback it'll be, but I know I want to get back on the football field. That brought me so much joy in my life. Well, I can hear some of you guys out there now. He's too short. He can't take a hit. Blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing people said about Drew Brees and Russell Wilson and the guys that I loved, Y.A. Tittle and Sid Luckman, who could sling it down the field 30 yards, guys. I'm telling you, he could sling it on the dime. But anyway, I personally hope that he does well. So, Jimmy, I'm rooting for you. All right, fellas, I'm off to the wizard. Remember, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Well, it's pretty funny, guys. Strap Tonight talks about uh, movies, and we've been wanting to talk about movies, and he also talks about Johnny Manziel. Let's start with movies, okay? He mentioned uh, The Wizard of Oz. And, you know, I have a list of the greatest movies of all time, you know, that I've compiled. I don't know where it's at, but I'll just go off the top of my head. Wizard of Oz is definitely one of the all-time classics. That's the worst movie ever made. (laughs) Are you serious? I can appreciate 1939 it was made. All the stuff it represents, like the... I don't care about that. ...during the Depression and stuff, but... That is a bad movie. Maybe it's because it scared me when I was a kid. That might have something to do with it, but it's a bad movie. How can you say that's a bad movie? You're having flashbacks right now with it. It scared the hell out of me when I was a little kid, too. Yeah, do you think it's a good movie? Honestly. Don't say the politically correct thing. I think it, it's a good movie. Oh, my God. Yes, you bad. say what's on your mind. Don't be pressured by this youngster. 
I'm I'm not a huge fan of Wizard of Oz. I like I can appreciate it for, <laughs> Thank you. for what it is, you know, being made in 1939 and everything like that. But I'm not putting it up there in my top five. All right. Well, let's let's get into this. I know Jared, you recently saw The Godfather one and two, right? Yeah. I now I lay, I put those right at the top. Yeah. Both of those I'd I'd combine them together. Now your thoughts on that? Great movies. Um, I, my, I will say this. My new thing now, I think it's going to be my new thing, calling people Fredo. That's my new favorite thing. <laughs> Just if you're an idiot, I'm calling you Fredo. That's one of my big takeaways from those movies. I haven't seen three yet. I'm going to watch it. I've been I've been setting a date to watch it. I hear it's really bad. Hopefully it doesn't change my opinion, but I'm watching that tomorrow. What do you think about The Godfathers? I've never seen that trilogy. I've, I've seen like bits and pieces, but I... I've never watched those movies from start to finish, mm. but that's not saying much because I've, I've seen a lot of movies, but a lot of those classics, I've never seen any of the Star Wars movies. I've never seen any Indiana Jones movies. Uh, I've never seen any of the Harry Potter movies. So, so I, I've seen a lot of movies, but some of those like all-time classics, especially the series, I just I haven't put in the time to watch them. Well, you know, the, it's funny. The, we're three-point podcast, right? We have three generations. So this is an interesting topic as far as what we look at it. Now, Jared, you, you, you obviously are not a Wizard of Oz fan. I'd have to put that in the top probably two or three movies of all time. But go, why don't you give me your top two or three or four? Off the dome, I off the I, dome, I wasn't man. Sure, where we're going, but you know, I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan. I okay. love Django Unchained. Not sure if it's my favorite. Godfather one and two, definitely number two, has definitely crept into my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not just prisoner of the moment with those movies. That, I'm a little worried. They Godfather hold up. One, they hold up. Yeah, they definitely do. I would say Godfather one. Yeah, I didn't like that one as much, but Godfather two is awesome. But the Dark Knight trilogy uh, by Christopher Nolan and you know Christian Bale, I love those movies. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, that's where I can go. I can go with those movies. Now, have you all seen Titanic? Yeah, that's one of my favorite of all time. I mean, that has to be an all-time classic movie. I get made fun of all the time when I say that. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, every time it's on TV and I'm flipping the channels and it's on, I have to, I have to stop and watch a little bit of it. That's my way to gauge how good a movie is, like maybe to you personally, is when you're flipping around TV and, and you see it listed on TNT or TBS or you know something like that, A&E, you have to stop and watch yeah, it. That's, yeah, that's Shawshank. And as usual, you that's end Shawshank. up staying for like an hour and a half or two hours because you watch it. Now Jared says Shawshank, that's another classic movie. You know, Let me just throw some of these other ones out, Jared, for you to kind of put in the noggin to maybe look forward to. Did you ever, did you ever see a movie called Raging Bull? heard about it it's robert de niro robert de niro and uh joe pesci and it's a true story about jake lamada who used to go toe to toe with uh sugar ray sugar ray what was the guy sugar ray robinson the original sugar ray classic movie if you want to see it it's along the same lines of the godfather same director scorsese uh do you ever see one flew over the cuckoo's nest have you heard of that i yeah, we own that movie. That's kind of one of those movies I always kind of looked at with Jack Nicholson's on the cover, right? Yeah. And I, I always kind of flipped past it's it. It's a tremendous movie. Uh, Forrest Gump, obviously, you've seen, yeah, right? Would you? That, you have to put that up there. How about you, Matt? You got any some, any that you'd like to throw on the list? I was going to say Forrest Gump. That's one of those that anytime it's on TV, I, I stop and watch it. Uh, Saving Private Ryan is one oh, of my all-time classic. favorites. That open scene, uh, opening scene. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of all the Rocky movies. I think I think that's the best series of movies in the history of of cinema. And uh, I will argue that to the grave that the Rocky movies are the best series, better than Star Wars. Yeah. Better than the Harry Potter movies. Better than all of those. Sylvester Stallone playing Rocky is, is the best. Yeah, the soundtracks are fire I, on that. I have Rocky one, two, and three kind of combined together for sure. They're awesome movies. How about Jaws? Would you rate that oh, up there? Oh, God. 
No? God. No? I saw it's got like 100% like rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's not a good movie. Wow. Jaws is amazing. I would watch that anytime, too. And even now, even though you know what happened, it was made, whatever, 30, 40 years ago, that is still a creepy movie. When it's, when it's dark and you hear that, that mu- the music, yeah. in, that is still a creepy movie. Yeah, we were out at Long Island a couple of years ago, uh, and you know there's shark sightings out on Long Island, New York, uh, when we were out there, and we went to a 3D theater with the extreme screen and mm-hmm. saw, it was like, I don't know, the 30th anniversary or 25th anniversary of Jaws. It was pretty cool seeing on the big screen again, that's for sure. I'll end it on my portion here, guys, on movies. This is, this is definitely one of my all-time favorites. I'll watch it over and over and over again, and that's Hoosiers. Now, where does that rank for you, fellas? That's a classic. I appreciate that one. That's a good one. I thought it was tremendously well done. It covered the era of the time. You really thought you were in the 50s. The story is fantastic. True story. It was just tremendous. That's a cool movie, and and I've always thought that basketball movies are tough to really, like, to make it look realistic. And that that movie, actually, the, the basketball in that movie does look pretty realistic. Same with, like, baseball movies. It's yeah. To make a baseball movie look look real mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm a big fan of hoosiers even the even the gyms that they had looked like real gyms from the 50s didn't they yeah yeah they did a really good job damn, with the, the pageantry. Damn lighting like the orange lights and right everything. yeah all right before we wrap up this program tonight guys i know jack was also talking about johnny manzel yeah johnny manzel i love johnny manzel favorite player ever probably but i'm just <laughs> he's been doing a lot of you know talking what i've kind of come to realize this week Post a few comeback videos of you working out on Instagram, and you're back. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned. You're back. <laughs> Post a couple of videos, you're back. Right. You hear that he's bipolar. I actually agree. I think that's true. I don't think some people are thinking that maybe it's a publicity type thing, kind of to you know to make, deflect yeah, his deflect, not his crazy exactly. acting. I don't know. But I believe I I believe him. Mm-hmm. He's he's that's just kind of who he is. I think, and that's something that I'm, I. I'm impressed that he came out and admitted that he had that. I think that it took a big man to do that because teams are definitely not going to want to sign him after hearing he's, you know, got bipolar. Yeah, but here's the question. He had his chance to play. Obviously, he was a knucklehead when he was playing, whether it's bipolar or something else. Is he going to make it back in the NFL? I really, really want him to, but I don't think so. You don't think he's going to make it back? I don't. I really, and it hurts me to say it, but I really don't think he will. What do you think? I think it's going to be tough. I saw he's playing in like a spring developmental league. I'm not really sure yeah, what that means. No one knows. What no that one is. knows. No. Yeah, the thing I'd love to see him do. I know people have thrown around the XFL, and I just think that's a huge joke. I want to see him go to the CFL. The CFL is a legitimate football league. I mean, obviously it's not the NFL, but but guys like like Doug Flutie and Jim Kelly and some other guys went to the CFL and got a few years under their belt. And I think if he went there and maybe gained some confidence back and showed some teams that he could play. He could maybe get another shot in the NFL, but I don't think playing in a spring developmental league and and getting yeah posting Instagram videos of him doing crunches they are going to get are going to impress any NFL coaches. Yeah, there's one thing I kind of wanted to get into before we headed out, and that was uh, Jim McElwain. You know, we were talking about oh jaws. yeah, right, we were talking okay. about sharks, kind of kind of natural segue. <laughs> I've from, been seeing that stuff online, but I guess I don't know what that means. Explain that the whole jaws uh, scenario. I don't know if you want to Google it necessarily on like a work computer oh it's that bad there was just a photo came out that he he denies that it's him but if it's not him he he has an identical twin floating around somewhere but there's there's a photo of a naked jim McElwain (laughs) look-alike 
Hanging on a dead shark on a boat. Oh, I did. I saw that picture. I, I, That's I, not him. But sharks excluded. I mean, it is him. First off, you think it so? Is. It's 100%. him. Sharks excluded. I, why did we sign him? Why did we get him on her? Florida's offense was terrible. Uh, the receivers, terrible. But I will say this. Him and Donovan Peoples-Jones, they will be a nice pairing. Donovan Peoples-Jones' <laughs> slow feet will be great for Jim McElwain's terrible wide receiver routes and offense. McElwain, there's obviously a sour taste in everyone's mouth right now with him because, yeah, Florida, Florida's offense was putrid the last couple of years, and it, it just was not good. But when he was in OC at Alabama, their, their offense was actually really good. So him as a coordinator, maybe it's just the type of thing that he just wasn't a good head coach. Maybe if he comes in, especially with a, a strong head coach like Harbaugh, he can come in and be an offensive coordinator. Coach, he's supposed to coach the wide receivers. So I know you're excited about that, Jared. But, you know, I think as an offensive coordinator, I think he might be able to improve things. The biggest thing to me is Michigan needed a change. If, if they were just going to stay, stand pat, and just roll with what they were the last couple of years, that wasn't going to be an improvement. So you may as well roll the dice with this guy. Matt, I could I ask Madden on Madden games could could call a offense for Alabama and win a national title. That's <laughs> nothing. That that meant nothing. Well, that that's not true because when they had Lane Kiffin and made the championship game, he left and they hired Sark for the championship game. They didn't win the national championship. So yes, it is with with the talent that they have. I think it would be very easy to call plays. But, it, but it's not that easy. You still got to know what you're doing. And I do think your take on, you know, maybe he's a better assistant coach than he is a head coach, that's pretty fair. And that goes that goes for a lot of uh, NFL guys that, you know, they come with the high credentials as an assistant coach. We'll see what happens with Patricia with the Lions. But, uh, you know, that's a fair point. We'll see what happens, you know. And it, under Harbaugh's leadership, maybe it will change. Let's hope, right? That's all they needed. They need a change because their, their offense the last couple of years has – looked like it was stuck in the 1950s so hopefully man i don't know i'm i'm all for it give it a shot all right yeah Yeah, let's hope for the best amen let's hope for the best (laughs) hope for the best exactly all right guys that's it for now and uh everybody out there listening don't forget we're going to be recording a special basketball podcast next tuesday february 20th with an Owasso and Corona girls and boys doubleheader. Jared, you looking forward to that? You're going to do a little play-by-play action. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a nice little uh, mix of uh, the Fatels uh, announcing the game. And then also, speaking of Cavaliers, Kyle Clough, the former Cavaliers standout and current head coach of the Rockford Rams, he's going to check in with us next week on our regular podcast. By the way, Swan Valley at Chesanine, the Z92.5 game of the week, Friday, February 23rd. And uh, everybody out there, definitely share this pod with all your friends. Give us your feedback. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Z92.5 Sports Guy. Matt, you're at? Burn Z381. And J-Rod? At Sports underscore. Also, you can email us anytime. We'd love to get your comments on anything we've talked about this evening. Threepointpod at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsors, Trimer Corporation, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, and Z92.5 The Castle. This has been a Sportsnet Michigan and Fat Stack Sports production. Until next time, thanks for listening to Three Point Podcast.